Welcome to Mom's Life Made Simple, the podcast for moms who want to go from chaos to calm, from overwhelmed to organized, and to find balance between family responsibilities and personal growth. I'm your host, Chanel Nielsen. Let's make mom life simple. Hey, thanks for joining me today on the Mom's Life Made Simple podcast. Today, we're going to talk about how to treat your business like a business even with all of the other stuff going on, even with your kids, if you have several kids, even with, with your church responsibilities, your community responsibilities, everything else that you have going on, how to still treat this side business like a business. Now, for some of you, it might look a little different. I know people um, in this community are growing podcasts, and maybe they're not quite thinking of it as a business yet. Some of you are writing books. Some of you are just have this thing that you want to create. This will still apply even if it's not a business. So we're going to talk about some good things really about managing your time and figuring out how to do that thing that is calling to you to be done without dropping the ball on other things. So before we dive in, let's do our review of the week. So this five-star review is from Jam and Bacon, and it says, So much wisdom. Incredible insight shared that helped me to act. I appreciate that review a lot. That is definitely my hope for this podcast and for everything that I do. I feel like there's so much information, right? We live in this information age when we just have more information than we could possibly ever consume. But where the gap is, is sometimes in the action. And so I hope that the things that I share will help you to take action, help you to do something about what you're hearing. So let's talk about how to treat your business like a business with everything else you have going on. So I have four ideas for you. Number one is the big three. Now, the big three is basically just prioritizing what you need to get done and limiting that to one to three things. So the big three are your top three priorities for the day. Now, the way that I do my big three, it's not always related to business, but almost all the time. My big three are what I do during the day while all my kids are at school and I have some uninterrupted time to work on my on my business. Now, occasionally, if there's something that I'm really feeling the need to put, take care of in my family, then that will make it onto my big three as well. But for the most part, that's what my big three are. Now, I've worked with lots of clients who maybe they have little kids at home 24-7 and they're not able to put aside a dedicated time to work on their business. And so their big three might just be one thing for their business and a couple things for home and family and other responsibilities. So there's not, it doesn't necessarily have to all be for your business. However, you want to make sure that at least one of those big three, one of the things that you're getting done every single day is making some kind of forward progress on the thing that you're working on. Now, your big three, it's a little bit of a misnomer, Big means that it's your big priority. However, it doesn't mean that it's a big, hard thing to do. And in fact, we can go wrong with that in a lot of instances because if you make your big three too big, if it's this really long thing to do, 
then you're not going to get it done. And we want our big three, those things that we have said, these are the most important things for me to accomplish today. We want to make those really, really doable. That's going to give us success that day. We're going to feel like, yes, I accomplished something, even if it was small. That gives you the momentum then to go the next day and do something again. And small, little, repeated actions day after day, completing your big three is going to give you a lot more momentum and a lot more progress than putting something too big on your to-do list that you can't realistically accomplish, which then makes you feel like, oh my gosh, I'm never getting to the things that are important. So I'll give you a few examples, some things that make it to my big three. Maybe write an email to my email list, record this podcast, make 10 calls to follow up with people, write an outline for my tomorrow's podcast that I'm going to record, things like that. So instead of writing, I want to record all my podcasts for the month, which I do batch record, but I want to outline all the podcasts. I want to record all the podcasts. I want to do all these things. And that becomes one of my big three. It seems overwhelming. And so I break it down into these little steps that are very doable. And what happens a lot of times, I can get more done than my big three. And so that momentum will carry me forward. But those three are how I determine, did I do what I wanted to do today? And when those three are checked off, yes, I did. And that feels really good. So creating your big three and sticking to your big three and making them doable helps you treat your business like a business because you're putting in effort and energy to it every day and you're taking care of those crucial things that help your business to move forward. Number two is to create accountability. When you are working on a business and when you're small and when you're just getting started, it can be easy to say, well, No one really cares if I post on social media today. No one really cares if I put out this podcast or whatever it is you're doing. And so not having that outer level of accountability sometimes causes people to slow down, to stop, to take long breaks from doing what they want to do because they feel like it doesn't matter. So how can you make it matter? Well, accountability means that someone else is checking up on you and someone else has some kind of interest in what you're doing. So one of the ways that I have used accountability is by finding a person who is, you know, they don't have to be doing the exact same thing thing that you're doing, but they're working towards their goals. And every morning, me and this friend would text each other and text our goals for the day. Here are my big three. This is what I'm going to work on. And at night, I got two out of three. I got three out of three, whatever the case may be. And I noticed that when I did that, things that I might have otherwise procrastinated and like, eh, I'll push that off till the next day. I felt like I can't do that because I have to report to this person whether I did my big three or not. And that level of accountability was really helpful. We were working on completely different projects, but still knowing that I was going to check in with her was helpful to me. Another way that you can use accountability is through coaching. And obviously, I'm a fan of that. Having a coach and having someone you regularly check in with is powerful because You can't go week to week and meet with a coach and come back and say, well, I didn't do anything this week. Well, I didn't do anything this week. You can't do that without feeling a little bit embarrassed 
and a little bit sheepish about that. And so accountability helps you in the times when you're not with your coach. A third level of accountability is group coaching in particular. Now, let me just say group coaching or any group that you work with. So this can be someone you partner up with. In the past, when I first started podcasting many years ago, I would create, I have created a couple of different podcast mastermind groups where a few of us met together weekly. I'm trying to think weekly or monthly. I can't remember. I think it was weekly. And we talked about what was going on in our podcast. We we got coaching from each other. It was nothing really formal, but we had accountability and we talked about what we needed and what we were doing in our podcast. And so having someone to check in with is really key. In Mom's Life Made Simple, we do group coaching. And so you have an automatic group there for accountability. And you share, you know, how you're making progress on the things that you're learning in Mom's Life Made Simple and having people to share it with. Now, it's not that they're going to judge you if you don't do it, but what happens is you become accountable not only to yourself because you want to improve those things for yourself, but there's this feeling like, oh, if I don't do it, someone will know. And so accountability, accountability can be really helpful in that way. Number three is creating benchmarks. Creating benchmarks means that you look ahead to where you want to be at certain points to kind of be able to check in to see, am I making the progress that I hoped to make? Am I moving forward? Once, many years ago, my husband James and I ran a 5K, and we are, neither one of us are runners, but we decided our goal for this race, and we trained, I mean, 5K is like three miles, you guys. It is not very far, but it was hard for us, okay? So we decided running these three or on running these three miles. We didn't want to walk at all. We're good walkers. We go walking all the time, but we aren't very good runners. So we wanted to run the entire race. Well, we were doing the race. We ran. We saw mile marker one. It was going well. We still had energy. We kept running and running and running. And we're kind of starting to lose our our steam and we're getting really tired. And we never saw mile marker two. And we thought, okay, well, if we're already this tired, and we haven't even hit mile two yet, maybe we should start walking. Maybe we should take a break. And we were discussing that and we were thinking about it. And then we looked and we saw mile marker three. So somehow, whether it was from the crowds of people or whether it got knocked down, we didn't see mile marker two at all. And once we saw mile marker three and we realized we just had a little bit left to go, we sprinted toward the finish. We gave it everything we got. That is what benchmarks do for you. Benchmarks show you, okay, you still have a little ways to go, or hey, you're farther than you think than you thought you were. Putting those benchmarks in your business shows you that you're making progress. It gives you the momentum and the hope and the strength to carry on. So one of the ways that you can create benchmarks in your business is by keeping track of statistics keeping track of the numbers. How much money did you actually bring in? How many people are listening to your podcast? How many social media followers did you gain? How many people engaged? There are all kinds of numbers and data available for you on social media, on podcasts. You can do the math with your own business and um, financials. But looking at those benchmarks and keeping track of the trends 
is important. And I think that there is a misconception that when you're small, when you're not really bringing in a lot of money or doing big things in your business, that you don't need to pay attention to the numbers. But it's actually really helpful to see your progress because sometimes it is so small that it's almost unnoticeable and you feel like you're not doing much. But as you track your statistics, as you look at the numbers, you'll be able to see where you need to improve and where you're already doing well. So those numbers act as benchmarks. You can also have other things besides just numbers as benchmarks. For example, you can have certain tasks that you have completed, that you've written a certain number of words on your book, or that you've reached out to a certain number of people. Things like that that are more within your control than some of these other statistics. But you can say, yes, I have done those things. That was what I set out to do. And here's my benchmark because I have accomplished that. So number four is to invest. When you treat your business like a business, you invest in your business. And that means financially investing. It means getting the help that you need. It also means investing your time, which goes back to number one, doing your big three every day. And it means investing your energy. So I think the financial investment can be tricky for people sometimes because a lot of women who who listen to this podcast and who work with me either are primarily stay-at-home moms or have a little bit of a, a dream or a tiny bit of a side gig that they are just making a little bit of money and it's hard to spend that money on themselves and on their dream and on their business. What I have found is first of all, that it's a skill for me anyway. Spending money on myself is a skill that I have had to work to develop. I'm naturally thrifty. I don't buy a lot of fancy things, but I have learned that I absolutely need to invest in both myself as in personal development and in my business. And when I do those things, it elevates me to the next level and it gives me that third investment, which I mentioned, which is energy. It gives me the energy and the understanding and the strength to really grow in my business. I want to say in my power, grow in my power to be who I need to be and to show up in the way that I need to show up. So those investments are really important and you can start small. Maybe that investment for you means putting aside a little bit of money so you can invest in something small. Maybe it means investing by saying, okay, you know what? Every evening, I need a little bit of time when my husband takes the kids or if you're a single mom, when the kids are sitting alone in front of the TV, they have a special show that they watch so that you can invest time in your business every day. What does that investment look like to you? What can you do to invest what you need to invest to grow your business and treat it like a business? So these four things, a big three creating accountability, creating benchmarks, and investing in your business will help you to treat your business like a business. When you treat your business like a business, it will grow without you dropping the ball and letting everything go in your family. It does not have to be an either or type situation. You can treat your business like a business and still have your family be the priority. And I know for me, that is my goal. That's what I'm working towards. That's what I want to have, that I show up for my kids 
and I also do the work that I'm here to do in the world. So I hope this has been helpful. Make sure, if you haven't already, to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. I always appreciate when people do that. And to go to chanelnielsen.com forward slash mornings to get your free morning routine download. All right. Thank you for being here and we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to Mom's Life Made Simple. Need some help making your mom life simple? I offer group coaching programs using my four-step method called the Mom's Method. This is a process of manifestation, organization, mobilization, and simplification that will give you the balance, progress, and joy you're looking for. Visit ChanelNielsen.com or find me on Instagram or Facebook at Chanel Nielsen Coaching. I love to hear from you. Reach out with your questions, your feedback, and let me know how I can help make your mom life simple.